Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon. Well, actually, it's morning, morning, morning right now. Welcome to another edition of Techniche Tips. I am your host, Joseph M. Smith, and I'm so glad to have and be back with you. Uh, right now, <laughs> I'm taking some time to just get better. Uh, just That's the word of the day, just to get better, because I was sick. Um, but I'm so glad to be back and doing these live again. I just need to cut back on a few things, and I wanted to make sure that uh, health got better. Uh, my family is a little bit better. And so thank you so much, everybody. Thank you. Scott, I see you in the comment section. <laughs> what's up? What's up? What's up? Back to be good to be back on Saturday mornings, man. Um, yeah, thank you for taking the time on your schedule to get us info. Absolutely, brother. I'm, I'm going to bring on our guests in a few minutes. I have Chris coming on in a few, but thank you so much. I know you're checking in from Kentucky. Kentucky, what's up? Uh, what up? What up, Mitch? Thank you so much for stopping by as well. Uh, good to. I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to be back and glad to be healthier. Uh, so without further ado, I'm going to bring on our guests and we're going to have a good time. But again, put in the comment section where you are from. Go ahead. If you want to like, comment and subscribe like usual, share this with others. If you find this insightful, I know it's going to be a very engaging and a very revealing conversation in regards to just the journey one can take from where you are to get where you need to be. So without further ado, Oh, before I do that, what's up, Dave? <laughs> Good to see you, man. Good to see you. Glad. Thank you. Thank you so much. Congratulations on the job, bro. I saw the posting. Congratulations. That's that's awesome. Uh, Joy, what's up from Nigeria? Good to see you. And good to see you as well, Michael. Hi from Kenya. Thank you so much, Amina, for coming through. What's up, Bella? Mr. Hussein, good to see you. And Michael, glad. Thank you so much. I really definitely do appreciate that. So without further ado, I'm going to bring on our guests and go ahead, continue to put the comments, continue to let the comments flow, continue to like, share, and we're going to get right to the conversation. But I have none other than Chris, who is joining me today. Chris, what, how, what are you doing? How are you doing? Is everything good with you? Yeah, man. God is good. I appreciate you so much for having me on the platform, man. Absolutely, man. And let me elevate my chair. <laughs> Le <laughs> levitate, as they say. Um, sure. Just to be a little bit transparent, y'all. I had some technical issues, so it was like down to the wire of me basically having to restart my computer and get some things going. But um, I'm so glad that I was able to, you know, what up, Chester? Good good morning, Chester. What's up, CJ? Abuela Abiola from Nigeria. Awesome. Awesome. So glad that you're here. Dave, man, like always, thank you for always tuning in. I definitely appreciate that, Dave. Uh, Chester, awesome again. Thank you so much. And so with that being said, we're going to get right to the discussion. We're going to talk about it. Um, but like I said before, this <laughs> a little technical difficulty. So um, Chris and I are pretty much going through this off the cuff, which is great. I never really do any a lot of preliminary questions or things like that. It's normally all, often organic and pretty much authentic as we can be. So with that, so this is this works out well. <laughs> it works out well. So with that being said, I'm going to get right into it, Chris. Uh, we I want to just basically start from where you are right now in regards to the position that you're in, and then we're going to take a back a step and go through your journey. But Chris, what are you right now? Are you a SDR, BDR account executive for those that don't know and let them know exactly uh, what how'd you got there? Um, well, yeah, currently right now I am a SDR, BDR, uh, whatever title you want to give it. But for the most part, the responsibilities are still the same. I'm currently uh, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, and yeah, just working my way uh, through the ranks, definitely learning a lot. I've been in the role for about 
three months now. So yeah, def definitely learning a lot about the tech stacks that I'm using on a day-to-day -day basis, how to handle um, the certain personas um, that I'm hitting. I'm coming up with great one-liners. So yeah, it's definitely been fun and interesting. Nice, nice. And I'm so glad to hear that you're doing well. So your journey is unique like many others are. Let's talk about, you know, probably Chris back in the day. What were you doing? Did you have any sort of background in sales? Where did you kind of start in regards to your career? Um, well, my career, you know, basically started like everybody um, doing the nine to fives that um, anybody can get off of Indeed. And then I remember uh, God called me to move to Iowa. So I did. And I eventually got into life insurance sales. And then from there, um, I started putting in an insane amount of hours, like 12, uh, 14 hour work days. Um, and I'm not gonna lie, I was, I was living paycheck to paycheck because um, it wasn't necessarily um, a corporate structure of, you can learn a lot of great things. It was more of do a lot of things on your own. So yeah, a, a lot of um, cold calling, a lot of door knocking, um, just an absurd amount, um, but it taught me so much um, and yeah, it, it kind of makes um, what I'm currently doing now. Um, it just kind of puts it all into perspective. But yeah, yeah. there I was um, a sales manager and, you know, I learned about, uh, you know, working, you know, with people on a team. I learned mm. about um, working with different personalities out in the field. I learned about um, scheduling uh, my, my own things. I learned about um, yeah. closing my own deals. So, yeah, I was a sales manager, but I really did a good amount of other roles within that. So, yeah, man. And, and I see you're in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Are you originally from Pittsburgh or are you from another place, another location? No, man, I'm from Jersey. Remember, I told you, you're my Jersey brother. Um, I was oh, yeah, from, but, they, they, but they don't know that. That's why I'm trying to gotcha, <laughs> let them know. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I was born and raised um, in Jersey. I was there um, up until I was 19 years old. Yeah. Um, if you, I've ever seen the movie Lean on Me, it's on Netflix. So y'all can go check it out with Morgan Freeman. Um, I went to the high school called uh, Eastside High. Um, it's also a great movie, too. So you should yeah. check it out. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think, think like the quartet, but I can do that to myself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That. Um, but yeah, when I was when I was in high school, I did well for myself. Um, I got a good amount of uh, scholarships. Uh, I had to take the full tuitions because, you know, we didn't have uh, any money. Yeah. And yeah, I, I went to the two universities. I actually went there for business and then, and then I changed it uh, on the tail end to computer science. I was actually learning how to code and put the things uh, in the system. And yeah. I remember the cherry on top that made me drop out was um, when I was trying so hard to get this code right. And if you know anything about coding, like you have to be so exact with it if you're yeah. all um a comma or a period or something like that it just doesn't want to go through and i was emailing my teacher i'm like hey i tried all these different variations i still can't you know understand it i still can't get it to go through uh can you help me with it <laughs> and she was like yeah i mean you know just find all the answers online because all the answers are online <laughs> yeah and yeah when she said that i really had to take a step back and i'm like wow, wow. it's just like high school they necessarily don't really care if you know you're learning anything it's all wow. them getting that check so that's yeah. sad uh-huh that's sure. really sad i made the executive decision to you know take a gamble 
uh, drop out and, you know, see what God has to offer um, outside of Jersey. So nice. So when you took that gamble, as you said, and you went outside of Jersey, where did that, that land you in Pittsburgh or did you have another stop between that? Uh, that first landed me in Iowa. Iowa. OK, yeah. gotcha. Just want to make sure I got the timeline right. Yeah, so yeah. For, we got from New Jersey to Iowa. And what was and what was life there was tech? I mean, you obviously started in tech. Did you kind of like say, no, nah, I'm not gonna even think about the tech industry any longer because of my past experience? Like what what made you pursue going back into the tech industry if you decided to change your mind? Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't decide to go back into tech um, until I was in Dallas. Mm. Um, in, in Iowa, it was just like, OK, um, I'm 18 or 19. And really, I was just looking online for a state that had um, low cost of living and that it had a lot of um, jobs because it was during the time of the pandemic. And so I went to Iowa strictly for those two reasons. Um, and I definitely feel like God um, called it upon me to go there. Um, yeah. It was such a culture shock, such a culture shock, 100%. Yeah, it, it was very uh, country. The, the population um, wasn't the biggest. And I was actually in one of the most um, well-known cities within Iowa. I was in Ames, uh, like right next to Des Moines. And yeah, yeah, no, I definitely ha had to learn a lot of things. Um, you know, there I learned about life insurance then that's what took me to Virginia because um, a good amount of people within the company were in Virginia. Mm. And then that, that's kind of how I, I learned about uh, the trades. I got into the trades um, and then God really pulled me to Dallas, Texas. And I genuinely didn't even know the, the reason why Yeah. Um, up until, you know, I got there and I learned a good about um, the tech industry um, yeah. and a good amount of different things. So, yeah, it, it's definitely a process. Gotcha. So when you get to Dallas, you learn about the tech industry. What did you learn and what made you like, like, for example, like, would you learn about uh, what industry or part of the industry did you learn about when you got to Dallas that made you say, huh, I'm thinking about tech again? Yeah, I'm, I mean, um, tra transparent about uh, my story. Uh, when, I, when I was in Dallas, um, like I said, uh, I was I was basically um, within the trades in Virginia. Yeah. I was uh, doing plumbing and I actually got a job offer uh, to be a pipe fitter. And it, and it was like one of the best jobs within that city. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I kind of went to Dallas, um, you know, with faith in God, because God was showing me so many different signs. He, mm -hmm. he was showing me license plates. Uh, I was seeing it within my dreams. Um, it was popping up on YouTube and I was not looking up Texas whatsoever, but it's like, okay. I kept seeing a lot of videos that said, God is, <laughs> has called me to move to Texas. And so, you, you know, I was, I was kind of like, is the computer hearing me? Like, <laughs> like, I don't get it. The algorithm, the almighty algorithm. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, I don't get any of this. And it was happening for a month. Like even I was at work um, and the guys they were talking about Texas and I'm like, you guys never talk about any other state or city outside of, you know, where we are. So it was just very apparent that this is nothing other than God. So I went mm -hmm. over to Texas just with, with full faith, like, Hey, I don't know why you want me to go here, but let's go here. And then that's when um, I learned about Cyrus 
uh, I saw the video of him in his robe and then I started uh, tuning into his live streams because he, he would mention God um, yeah. and not a lot of people do that. So that's how I learned about tech. Yeah. God's got a blessing. I remember that. <laughs> <name on it. laughs> he was dancing to that in the, in the video. No, yeah, I mean, uh, so 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 you got exposed to Cyrus in a robe. <laughs> I got exposed to him when he was talking to Anthony O'Neill. Uh, but, but before I even continue, those I saw evolve. I saw you put a question there, y'all. If y'all want to put your questions now, that's perfectly fine. We're definitely gonna have Q and A later with with Chris. So any sort of like questions that you may have, definitely put it in the chat below. Um, but as 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 we're talking, so you you saw Cyrus. So your initial thought was, man, I want to do what he does. Is that correct? Am I correct in saying that? Mm, not necessarily. It's okay. just it's just the uh, tech benefits that I was hearing. Um, the, the fact that it, it was pretty foreign outside of, um, you know, regular jobs, like jobs outside of corporate. Like uh, before uh, breaking into tech, I've never been in corporate before. So yeah. kind of just hearing about uh, the different benefits and, um, you know, getting immersed within LinkedIn and seeing how um, it's not like other social medias. Um, it's very positive. It's very okay. Like, you know, we have careers, you know, we're getting our work done. Um, we're all about supporting people. Um, it, it's not like people come come there to, you know, intentionally be negative or um, it's the usual. Of course, uh, no platform is perfect, um, but for the most part, LinkedIn definitely does what it has to do and it, and it definitely has a great atmosphere of, you know, connecting with um, like-minded individuals. So, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, so when you saw that from that video, what was the next step that you took? Because you obviously are SDR BDR now seeing Cyrus in that video that led you to what direction next? Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, I saw the, saw the video um, and then I was checking out his lives. He was, he was talking about God um, and it didn't necessarily seem like he was trying to sell anything. So I'm like, okay, um, I'll just continue to watch his lives. Um, and yeah, I was watching his lives for about um, a month. And then I finally pulled the trigger um, on a boot camp to become a sales engineer. Okay. And yeah, that was definitely a whole different process. My goodness. We can get down that rabbit hole if you want. Yeah, absolutely. That's what this conversation is for, to help and inform people. Uh, so you got to this boot camp, you decided to become a sales engineer. Uh, what was your experience like taking that boot camp? Um, so it was, it was very interesting. The boot camp, um, it wasn't self-paced. You had to log into a Zoom and um, there was like two to three different teachers. And <laughs> during my time, it was like, 40 to 60 people, um, I think at most uh, 70, 80. So, so it was, it was pretty uh, controlled. Um, and yeah, wh what it would be is I would wake up, go to work. As soon as I'd get home from work, I have to take, take off, uh, you, you know, my tech clothes, uh, technician clothes and basically hop on the zoom. And then the zoom would take me up until nighttime where I take a shower and then immediately go to sleep or else I can't do my job the next day and then repeat, repeat, repeat. And I remember um, being in the trucks, like on the way to job sites and I would be on my phone, um, you know, 
looking over notes, being on LinkedIn, just really trying to get connected um, and, and make a way. But yeah, that, that boot camp, I'm not going to lie. Um, the information it gave, it wasn't practical whatsoever. A lot of it, they got it from Google. Like we're just going to keep the stack. Um, mm -hmm. But it, it was a good uh, life experience. I, I got connected um, with people who were really hungry to, you know, make a change. Um, and still to this day, I have a good amount of those connections. So yeah. So so when you when you went through a boot camp, did you start applying for sales engineer jobs after completing it? What was the process afterwards for you? Um, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I didn't start applying up until um, I graduated. Um, but yeah, when I graduated, I was just so confused. Like, I'm just going to be honest. Um, and because of the confusion, the, the work ethic wasn't necessarily there. Like when I was within the boot camp, um, I was working extremely hard to, you know, get through the boot camp, connect, learn about LinkedIn and all those different things. Um, and I had even, you know, bought these other different courses to teach me about uh, resumes, teach me about um, connecting with recruiters and, and all these different things. Um, but it was just like, yeah, the boot camp ended and it was like, I, right, you're out on your own and you don't necessarily have the tools to know what to do with mm. what you have. And so, yeah, I was just extremely confused. Um, and annoyed, uh, but I'm like, okay, let, let's 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 apply the best way I knew how to apply, which yeah. was you you know easy apply and applying on the website. But then any anything else, I didn't really have strategies in place to you know really get it out there. Um, okay. and, and yeah, I, I was I wasn't hearing anything back, and that definitely sent me into like the whirlwind. It it it, it was horrible, but I constantly kept uh, pushing the pace. I was going to tech events. I was uh, work working extremely hard um, on 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 the back end side of things. Um, I do yeah. remember that I was applying, and like for, for a month straight, I, I was really giving it a lot. But I just saw um, nothing coming from it. So then that's when I started focusing more on like networking and referrals and all these different things. Yeah. Okay. So, 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 so just to get put it in context. So you basically took the tech boot camp as a sales for a sales engineer position. You were struggling to find that, to find that place. And so from there you decided to basically, you know, use networking and different tools that you learned to kind of get the job and you still was having a hard time. Right. Yeah. Um, so then what happened after that? What was that shift? Because you're, you're an SDR right now. So, what was that shift from that program to where you are right now? What happened next? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a great question. So um, I, I remember, like I said, uh, I bought all those um, other additional courses. Um, and I was also going to those tech events. I was just doing everything I saw possible to get within it. Um, what, what's funny is everything that I was doing, <laughs> um, it has nothing to do with the strategies that I now have, which kind of just goes to show like, you know, mm. like you don't know what you don't know. Um, and so that's yeah. one of the reasons I, um, I, I look to give back to the community. Um, but yeah, from there, it was December 2022. Um, I was in a dark place, man. Uh, it was oh. I was in Dallas, Texas. It was freezing cold at the time. Like things were freezing over. In, in Texas. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. They did have like some moments where they had snow and stuff like that. I thought that was weird. Is that a normal thing? Or because let me know because I, I don't I've never been to Texas. So <laughs> it, it's like what's going on? Yeah, no, te- Texas um is is good sunny weather a lot of times. I, I remember I moved there during the summer and it was like 110, 120. I definitely had to get used to it. You see how God will put you in uncomfortable situations he'll change the altitudes and you know you got to get used to it um so yeah you, you know definitely That's good <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no everything was freezing over um and, and yeah just away from family like like usual i was sick and i'm usually not the person to get sick like mm. my immune system is pretty good so it'll take years for me to get a sickness but when i get sick like it hits me like a rock like Ooh. Yeah, it's 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 one of those things where it looks like Mike Tyson just knocked you out. You know, it's it's like oh, like I can tell you're sick. Yeah, um, and so that was happening. I remember I had to take myself to the hospital. Um, my car was um in the shop or something like that. So yeah, I remember I was getting out out of the hospital just feeling horrible. Like they just hit me with shots, and I was in the Uber and I was annoyed. I'm like nothing is going right um, within this tech thing. Like I'm trying my ass off. I'm like going through every emotion, you know, going through the mud, getting cut through the glass and I'm seeing no progress whatsoever. Um, and yeah, I, I, I remember just from there, um, I think a couple of days later, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna give course careers a try because from doing the first boot camp. I had seen so many testimonials coming up. That was the time where um, their YouTube was really popping. Um, and, yeah. you know, those video testimonials were coming out. And so, yeah, um, I said, you know what, God, I'm going to give this one last chance. Um, <laughs> this, this definitely like all, all of these things culminating put together. It makes me want to quit because it seems like six months of hard work. Nothing's coming out of it. And yeah, I, I gave course careers a try. Uh, I finished it within three weeks because <laughs> I was I was watching it uh, during work uh, and going through it. Yeah, and yeah, it, it definitely got me right. Wow. So what would what would you say the differences, the main differences between the boot camp that you took to the course careers boot camp in regards to you said getting you right? What yeah. things were the main differences that really helped you get to your job right now? Yeah, I'm, I mean. Number one, it was self-paced. So I could go as fast as I wanted or as slow as I wanted. So the fact that it allowed me to finish within three weeks, um, that was definitely helpful because mm. I was so anxious. Like I told you, I, w- I was in a point where um, I wanted to quit. So so it's like, okay, you, you know, like, let's see if this course is legitimate. Like, I want to get through it and, and really just, you know, see, you know, what they have, see, um, if they're going to give me strategies that are different from, you know, what I've been doing. Um, also, you know, the partnering companies w- was very interesting. Uh, love to hear that. The, the fact that we actually saw testimonials, the other boot camp that I was doing, it didn't have testimonials. It, it just had people uh, telling you to sign up through it. Mm, yeah. And so, yeah. Um, like I said, I was watching all of those video testimonials. I was hitting those people up. Um, on LinkedIn um, and seeing if, you know, things connected. Um, and yeah, just the main thing is practical information, like practical strategies that you can go, you can put in place. It's giving you information about the industry. 
um, so you don't have to watch um, all these different videos on YouTube. And I mean, all those videos on YouTube, they're great, right? They're, they're supplemental yeah. um, and they definitely give you great information. Um, but, you you know, the boot camp <laughs> first, I definitely had to pay an arm and a leg and they didn't even give me 10% of the information wow. that I got from course careers. So yeah, that, the community, just a good amount of things definitely lined up right. And I'm like, course careers is checking off all these boxes. So why would I not um, invest, you know, the 450? Like I already invested so much uh, prior to it. Um, like it doesn't make sense for me not to do it. Yeah. Wow. So let's dive deeper into the fact that you, you just, you finished the course. How long did it finish you? To, how long did it take you to finish the course? I know that's somebody's question here. So I'm going to put yeah. that up right now. Since we're on that, that yeah. part. Yeah, it, it took me um, three three to four weeks. I believe it was three and a half. Okay. And Evolve had a question, too. She said, how long did it take you to find your BBR role? Um, and she's also wrapping up the course. So congrats to you, Evolve, <laughs> for wrapping up the course. Um, how long did it take me to find a BDR role? That, yeah. that, that question actually uh, aligns with where we just were. Um, so, yeah, yeah I, I finished course careers and um, – Basically, to uh, give her the answer real quick, uh, I believe it took me two two months, three months. Um, what what was happening was, um, in in the beginning, I was applying, doing it on my own. Um, it wasn't necessarily structured, um, yeah. and, and I'm like, since this is my last go round, uh, let me get a coach. Let me you know have accountability. Um, yeah. and, and you know, if this doesn't work, then I can say I truly gave it my own. Like, yeah. you know, di did the tech events where where I had to drive uh, three hours and uh, you you know uh, paid an insane amount of money for those other courses, and you know I, I was putting their plays to test, and once again saw no results. Um, so it, it was it was like yeah, you know, let's get a coach. Um, that's what I did, and yeah, from there it it took at least two months because I remember for a whole month I was, you know, applying, uh, you know, DMing, emailing, doing what I had to do. Yeah. And for that month, I was kind of annoyed. I'm like, why am I not hearing anything? I'm yeah. doing, I'm doing everything right. Um, but then the next month, every single company just hit me all at once, like, mm. like tidal wave. So, so it was like, okay, now, now I'm scheduling all, all these different interviews like back to back to back um so yeah I, I would say to be on the safe side three months because i know i i took a little bit um longer uh you know try to make sure that you know the first company was definitely uh the right one or the one that god wanted me to go to so yeah okay so you took some time with that process now do you mind sharing your how the interview process went for you, like the things that you've gone through? And by the way, before we get into that, Evolve says, thanks for sharing. I appreciate y'all. Did you find your coach on Course Careers? No, um, I found my coach uh, on LinkedIn. Um, there, there was a guy who he did Course Careers. Um, shout out my guy. Uh, I'm forgetting your name right now. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but basically, um, I saw he was working at ZoomInfo um, and you know, Zoom Info is a great company. So um, I messaged him. I'm like, hey, I see you're a Course Careers alumni just like me. I'm just wanting to tap in, uh, kind of see if I can, you know, learn a good, 
bit about um you know how you got within the company the role um just being personable um you know for the start of it um yeah. th that that's also um what sales entails being uh personable to people not necessarily coming off um with an agenda um you, you know I, at first uh we were good friends and and then i i kind of you know asked about uh, course careers and all these different things um but yeah Basically, he told me he had a coach. I should definitely check him out. Uh, I checked out the coach, um, saw that, you know, he, he was an account executive. Um, and the fact that he helped him and he was helping other people. Yeah. I'm like, OK, um, yeah, let, let, let's definitely do this. Uh, of course, I had to ask him what the coaching entailed um, and, you know, how consistent, you know, was it going to be? Uh, but, yeah. That's that's the answer. I I found him on LinkedIn. It it, it had to be God because, yeah, at the time there wasn't really any um course careers uh, coaches. So yeah, well, no, that's good. You did something that a lot of people should do is find somebody who is where you want to be, reach out to them, and see if they could be able to mentor you or even coach you, like you said, uh, to make sure that you get to where you need or want to go. And so that's that's honestly the right thing to do. And so. Uh, just to go back to the question I was going to ask you, and I'm going to definitely take some more questions. I'm actually going to save some of these questions for the Q and A part because I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to uh, slow down uh, what uh, what uh, Chris is saying to us. So please put your questions in the chat, but just know that I'm going to basically have it where we do Q and A later, and I'm going to do something special, which I'm going to start. What I'm going to do is I'm basically going to actually do a live call in, but you have to be on the YouTube channel in order to do this live call in because the link will be there. So if you go to youtube.com forward slash at Techniche Tips, uh, if you wanted to go over there, just go to, this will be a, a, a comment that's going to be placed there where it says basically, you know, click this link to join the call. So you could join this call. You don't have to have a camera on, but you could join the call. You could ask your question. Uh, you can make a comment if you want. Um, but but just know you probably do go on the YouTube side in order to do that. I'm going to be posting the comment right now. So just jump over there and definitely we'll be able to talk about it more uh, on that side. So, yeah, go ahead and join the YouTube portion of the YouTube page. So that way you can join the live call. You can call in live and Chris can answer your questions or myself. So, yeah, so absolutely. And thank you for the fire emojis, Rachel. I uh, appreciate that. Uh, and so now what we're going to do is we're going to talk a little bit about something that was said in regards to the interview process. Was it a long process for you going to this company? Or was it short? Uh, the company that I'm at right now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it it was really only uh, two interviews. Um, and okay. Cool. What I've noticed is, uh, the mm, I don't I don't want to necessarily say something um out of pocket, but what it seems okay. is a good amount um of the good companies are the ones that don't exaggerate the interview process, mm. um, you, you know, uh, my friend at Zoom Info was telling me, yeah, o -o over here, um, it's two to three. Um, they don't necessarily drag it out to, to four and above. Yeah. Um, and, and, and so, yeah, uh, for my company that I'm at right now, it was two. Okay. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. And so it was two interviews and then you were able to get the job which is great. Congrats to you again. And congrats to all those people that are landing jobs in the September surge period, man. It's been like, like hotcakes, man. Like I can't sure. keep count of how many people that I know that were looking for work a couple of months ago that are now literally just getting the jobs and getting the offers 
that they actually desire. So that's another thing, too, that we could definitely talk about it um, in regards to uh, now we're moving on a little bit now that you've gotten to the role a little bit. What are some things that I know you're going through training and things of that nature and you're kind of getting your feet wet. But what are some things that you've learned about the role that you would probably tell people, hey, this is some great stuff about it. And this is some stuff that you should probably be aware of prior to getting into the role. Mm, okay. So great things, great things about the role um, and negatives about the role. I mean, um, constant rejection uh, that definitely mm. comes, comes within the role. Um, and you'll definitely get to the point where you just have fun with it. Like you just start laughing at the rejection and you, you know, you, you make it into a game. You, you know, it's it's yeah. like okay, I'm I'm looking towards the next phone call because it might be um, a happy office manager who um, you know is having a good day and she's gonna have that rub off on me, um, and so yeah. you you necessarily um, you know you get to the point where you don't think about uh, the rejection, but definitely in the beginning it was something that um, was very apparent. Um, also, if you're in within a remote setting, it's very easy to be in your own island. It's very easy to not be so connected with um, other people within the organization. Um, and, yeah. you know, uh, hopefully you have a great culture within your team and your, and your manager is definitely ele elevating everybody to, you know, communicate and things like that. Yeah. Um, po positives, I would say the, the amount of confidence that you gain from, from talking to owners, talking to different people, um, it is immense. Uh, the fact that you can see that your performance is better once you are yourself. I think I just put out a recent post that it was like, um, you know, a couple of things that, you know, would help somebody if they were getting within tech sales. And one of them was like, talk like you. If you sound like a salesman or if you sound like you're trying to sell somebody something, you yeah. know, dependent on the buyer persona, but for the most part, if, if you hop on a call and they can hear your intentions straight off the bat, then yeah, they're, they're just going to hang up. You, you definitely want to have a conversational tone. Um, so yeah, it definitely helps you with that. It, it helps you alternate on the fly. Um, it definitely helps with organization and using Google calendar before um, yeah. I was not using Google calendar. Um, and I'm still not the best at it, but the fact that I'm using it every day in my role, you know, it's getting me aligned to it. Um, you know, so many great people within the organization. Um, I'm, I'm learning to, you know, you know, reach out, uh, ask for help more. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just a completely different environment. Let's see about giving the people another negative. Um, I mean, negative in terms of, you know, your hold to certain things, uh, you know, companies have non-negotiables in terms of, you know, KPIs, things that you have to do within the month, uh, within the day, you yeah. probably have um, a, a daily uh, dial KPI that you have to, you know, hit, hit, or, you know, exceed. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, some, some people may not be used to, you know, a quota um, on a daily basis or a quota on a monthly basis. Um, and all these different things. And, and it's like, yeah, um, you're definitely waking up um, at whatever time <laughs> that you yeah. want, basically. You, yeah. you, have, you have to 
put it all together. You have to treat it as a business because they're going to give accounts and, you know, whatever you put into it, that's what you're going to get out of it. So if you're a person that kind of just wants to be told, um, you know, this is how you lift the box and then you lift the box and, um, you know, you're going to succeed just off of doing that one simple step. It's like, uh, no, these calls are very different. These accounts are very different. It's it's very dynamic. Um, you know, things have to go your way. And, and like I said before, you have to treat it like a business. Um, and success is dependent on how hard you work, how, how much, you know, time you put into listening to the gong conversation um, and, and the AE demos, how, how much time you put on somebody's calendar, you know, how well you're picking up the industry and all those different things. So, yeah, it's definitely not a walk in the park, but I can see so many benefits from it. So, yeah. And another thing to add to that is, you know, uh, and this is more of a general statement, uh, but tech sales is not necessarily, like you said, a walk in the park. It's not easy. That's why the, that's why the, that's why you're paid the way you're paid, but you are rewarded for your, for your work in a way that you don't really receive that it's merit-based. So you're rewarded in a way that you really don't see in a lot of other industries. And so that's what makes this feel so special is because you, you not only get paid, you know, not only hard work, but you're getting paid for the work that you do in a way that uh, feels rewarding, feels like, oh man, this is, this is good. Uh, so somebody's mentioned, made a comment and I kind of wanted to ask this question anyway. So I think I'll make this another question for you. During that process, did you have to negotiate your benefits, your package, your comp? Uh, and if so, what were some tips that you could share with the audience? If not, no problem. But if, if, if you did, what are some tips you could share? Yeah, I'm, I mean, I definitely tried to negotiate <laughs> um, what, what you call it. Um, it, it, was, it was at a time where I didn't necessarily know uh, too much about um, the benefits uh, and the things of that nature. And yeah. I, I remember um, I was interviewing with these other places, but I, I felt like things aligned so much. The fact that um, there was so much diversity within my company, the fact that um, it's a trades company and I come from the trades yeah. um, and a good amount of other things uh, really connected to me mm-hmm. to where I saw that God wanted me to go to that company. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily do what was in my best interest, which was finish uh, the rest of my interviews to then, um, you know, bring that into negotiation and say, hey, uh, you know, all these different people are offering this and that, you know, let's see about um, increasing it. I know I, know I definitely asked, um, you know, what's the compensation band um, and, and seeing about, you know, you know, increasing different things. But yeah, um, at, at the end of the day, um, you know, it, it, it's a start. And, you know, at least I tried that. That's, that's that's really what it is. You always you always have to try. Um, you always have to at least um, do a good amount of research. And, you know, I'm happy. So, yeah. And happiness is good. So so that's a good thing. All right. So we're about to go into the Q&A section, y'all. Uh, I want to make sure that we have definitely enough questions. So if you are on the YouTube side and you want to call in with your question, go ahead and click the StreamYard link there. It will take you to, again, to uh, the 
to the to the live so that you could call in. Uh, you could take your camera off so you don't be seen, but that's totally fine. But you could definitely call in there. And if you are on if you are on LinkedIn and you want to put a question in the chat, go ahead and put a question and we'll respond to that as well. So you have two options there. Now, in regards to the next thing I wanted to ask you while we're waiting for those questions to come in, mindset. Mindset is such an important thing. Uh, you have to have resilience in order to get the job. You have to do the job to get the job, right? And I know you probably experience a lot of either rejections on the phones and, and other things that basically comes with the territory. Can you talk about mindset in regards to becoming an SDR and BDR? On becoming an SDR BDR or being an SDR BDR? Both, because I think you have to become the person in order to be the person. And so I think a lot of times, a lot of SDRs or hopefuls uh, that people that want to be SDRs, they they they're 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 struggling because they're not becoming the SDR before they even get the role. So can you talk about that? Yeah, one one hundred percent. You definitely have to elevate. You have to mm -hmm. understand that. You're, you're going from, you know, level one to level two. And at level two, you're going to have to learn how to bear the altitude at that level. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, kind of like you said, to get to level two, you have to become a person who's worthy enough of, you know, earning, um, you know, the fact that the door is going to be open for you to get on that level. Um, yeah. Yeah. When it comes to mindset, you definitely have to be resilient. You you have to have the, the mindset of a business owner in the sense that, you know, when you get off of work, um, nobody yeah. is really forcing you to, you know, outreach in many different ways, you know, apply to many different things, you know, be on LinkedIn as much. Um, it, it, it was a, one of my recent posts of kind of like manifestation and law of attraction. Um, you know, it's, it's not a trend whatsoever. Um, what, when, when I was in tech, I would, I would dream about being in tech, like le legitimately dream about it, um, you know, <laughs> sleeping or non-sleeping. Yeah. Um, I would talk about it so much. And yeah, I was just thinking about so many different ways to, you know, attack it. It's, it's like, I need this because I didn't necessarily know about um, any corporate jobs that seemed fit. You, you know, I, I heard about uh, surgeons and uh, lawyers and all these different things but um within tech sales it, it seemed like it really fit me and and i'm like you know god is calling upon me to you know do this so you know i have to hit all the different avenues but yeah when, when, it, when it comes to mindset you know you have to be resilient you have to understand that um you, you're not going to know everything you you, yeah. you have to really you know try and show the world that you want to break into this industry there's a lot of other people uh, like you who want to break in, but there's also a lot of other people not doing what it takes. And a, a, lot, a lot of times it, it takes the right steps and consistency. And, you know, a, a lot of times it takes that sacrifice. Um, and it, it takes a hard look in the mirror to understand that you're going to have to be better. Like you have to be within the mindset of, like you said, doing the job to get the job. Yeah. Um, you know, tr treating it like a business in, yeah. in the sense that, you know, you're going to get what you put out. Um, you know, excuses aren't necessarily um, s something that is going to register with anybody. It it's just like, you know, did you break into tech or, or did you not? Um, did you make it happen or, you know, did you quit? So, yeah.
Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's going to be uh, that mindset that non give you don't give up, right? Resilience yeah. is that that thing is key because it's going to take you, like you said, a long way, especially if you're looking to establish your own business or do something else with what you have going on. So that being said, Q&A time, family. Q&A time, family. All right. So we're going to go right into it. I got a question here for for us. Thanks. Thanks for the good talk, sharing your experience. Uh, this is from Abiola Shitu. Uh, Hopefully I pronounced your name right. Forgive me if I pronounced that wrong, you know. Uh, but thanks, thanks for the good talk, sharing your and sharing your experience. What's your advice for an SCR after completing course careers seeking for a remote position from Nigeria? What's the best strategy to land a role? <clears throat> okay, Num number one, shout, shout out to you all, all the way in Nigeria. Sh yeah. Shout out to you. Um, what's your advice for an SDR after completing course careers seeking a remote position from Nigeria? Okay, well, first. Um, definitely want to use the strategies that they're giving you. Um, and then you want to go uh, to LinkedIn and possibly a good amount of different remote job boards and check if there are remote uh, SDR positions, you know, within Nigeria. I'm pretty sure Nigeria has, you know, tech companies. So, yeah. Um, and, and I mean, just be being transparent. Um, I would say um, globally remote SDR roles um, are pretty rare. Um, then when you get to the U.S.-based um, SDR roles or um, the specific countries like U.K.-based, uh, Nigeria-based, all those different things, then it's underneath it where um, it, it's a bit more difficult, but you can still make it happen. Then um, it's the um, hybrid jobs and then the on-site jobs. Um, but yeah, I, I would say the best strategy to land a role, like I said, uh, look on those job boards, see if it's available. Um, and yeah, you, you know, have great outreach, you know, make sure that, you know, you're, you're emailing, you're texting, you're yeah. your cold emailing, you're LinkedIn DMing, make sure, you know, that resume is right. Make sure the LinkedIn is right. Um, and, you know, just be consistent with, within the outreach because, you know, consistently doing the right things is going to get you those interviews as you go through those uh, interviews and, you know, you're watching uh, YouTube videos, getting prepared on the questions and going through these different interviews. You know, you're going to get that experience. You're, you're going to get comfortable. Um, you're going to know what to expect. And, you know, it's going to snowball into you actually getting a role. Yeah. And before I continue, uh, just a reminder, feel free to put keep putting those comments in. I see the questions coming through. So please, please uh, put those questions in and feel free to go ahead and go on YouTube and you can join the live call as well. Again, your camera don't have to be on, but <laughs> you could definitely talk and share. Uh, but from my experience, what I've learned thus far being in the field, I'm going to piggyback off what you said, Chris, is that there are companies that there are tech companies all over the world, right? There's companies in the uk there's companies in europe and, and other parts of asia that are looking for sdr bdrs and the question you have to ask yourself is as you're doing the job to get the job we kind of hinted to that earlier uh you you're, you're doing your research so you're researching these companies to see which ones are not necessarily home-based as much as they are remote uh that's the first thing finding a company that is fully remote where you they're they're willing for you to be able to travel or even stay in Nigeria while you are able to basically kind of work there. Now it's going to be tricky um, again for tax reasons and other reasons they might have some issues with that. But if you kind of focus in on that, 
that really could help you kind of guide where you want to go. And once you have that initial research being done and you've really kind of found that company, then I would encourage you to connect with people within the company, connect with fellow SDRs, BDRs, really, really hiring managers, uh, people that are in diversity and inclusion. You're going to reach out to uh, if you can find some recruiters as well and people that and just say, hey, you know what? I'm really interested in learning more about your company. Create genuine relationships with them. And so when the time is right, then you could kind of like say, you know what? I would love to, if there's any openings available, I would love to be able to uh, basically apply to your company. I'm, I'm, you know, I work remotely and so on and so forth. And, and you can kind of figure out a way to do it. There might be uh, something where you might have to come uh, and, and be in the States for a bit of time, depending on where it is, depending on the company and be able to kind of fly back. So something, some things you can be able to work out. Um, but definitely do your research and see what you can find. It's it's a little bit more tricky. It's a little bit trickier, but it's not impossible if that makes sense. So I just wanted to kind of add to that. Uh, but yeah, any more questions? Definitely put it in the chat. And I know Chris is definitely willing and able to answer it. Uh, some of the questions we did answer already. But I have a comment here from Billy. He says thank you guys for promoting a career uh, to the culture that's not trucking. <laughs> that's not trucking. <laughs> oh, no gosh. that's hilarious. Yeah, because. Um, I actually have an uncle um, who is like revered within the family because yeah. he does trucking. It's, it's, it's like to him, he, he's the golden child uh, because he does trucking and he, and he makes a decent uh, living. And so, yeah, yeah. me, I'll, I'm not a person who can drive more than two hours, honestly. I, I get like, so actually going to those tech events, it was very hard because mm. um, I'm, I'm one of those people who, um, I think it's called tunnel vision or like vitiligo or something like that. But basically oh. if I'm looking at the same thing over and over, um, it's like I start getting sleepy, even though I have all the energy in the world and um, I, I become very less attentive and aware. Um, but yeah, def definitely looking to, you know, promote a, uh, corporate careers within you know the minority group because a lot of times we we aren't told these different roles of you know sdr bdr account executive customer success yeah. uh, cybersecurity, um all these different things a lot of times um people are learning them within university and then you know the universities aren't teaching it properly so people are just like i'm, I'm not even going to go through that you know makes no sense so it must not be for me Right. So yeah. definitely about equipping people with the right information. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I have Abiola says, uh, awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm glad that that was helpful information to you. Uh, Chris, um, he's a, uh, yeah. Scott says me as well, Chris, in regards to driving, you know, <laughs> just kind of experiencing that. Um, so let me ask you this. because We didn't really get a chance to touch on this because you you said in when we were talking earlier about coaching, are you currently offering coaching to people as well? Uh, cur currently, I am not. Um, I'm, I'm definitely looking to, you know, get better w within the role that I'm doing. But I'm also yeah. um, looking to put out more uh, resources uh, to the community. Uh, right now, yeah. I have three resources. I have um, a resume template. I have a before an interview email template and then after an interview um, email template. Yeah. And those are on Gumroad. It's pay as you want. So if you want to support me, you can. If if you don't necessarily have the funds, all good. Uh, you can get it for free. Um, mm -hmm. 
And yeah, th those will definitely help people along the journey. And I have like six more in the lab I'm cooking up. Um, definitely looking to, you know, be the person that I didn't necessarily have in the beginning. Yeah. Um, I definitely feel like my uh, long, <laughs> gruesome journey was for the community. Um, yeah. you, you know, God knew that me going through it all, me going through all those courses and me trying very hard to, you know, network and get referrals and this and that, like, uh, I definitely feel like I truly know uh, what works. And so, yeah, I'm trying to make that information um, accessible to people. 100%. Yeah. No, that's good. I mean, that's, that's, I think what a lot of times is the issue is access. So definitely providing that access is it. That's what the channel is for is to provide awareness and, and access because I've known people who now, when I look, at their LinkedIn, I've known them for years, and I'm like, you were in, you were in this industry, <laughs> and, I, and I had no idea what that was, and it wasn't something that was often shared. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, and and maybe in their mind, they're like, oh, it's just another job, but yeah. but the potential in this industry is one that is truly one that is um is really impactful. Like the way you could structure and do things. Can really be impactful to your family and, other, and others around you. Uh, Julian said, "Amazing." <laughs> I was actually smiling at this uh, comment that he made earlier. He said, "So Chris is not driving us during the road trip." Gotcha. Uh, one hundred percent, I'm not driving. Oh my gosh, we, we need to hop on a bus. Somebody got to be driving if, if we're on a car. Like, yeah, no, we're not. Somebody else, not Chris. <laughs> not Chris. Oh man, that that's funny. So yeah, like I said earlier. Um, feel free to put any questions that you have for Chris in the comment section. We'll definitely get to it. And it could be anything about regarding the, you know, tech sales. Uh, I don't know if you want to ask him how, how his time was in Dallas, <laughs> any more yeah. questions about Texas. Oh, uh, but, yeah. uh, yeah, feel free to put those uh, questions in the comments and we're going to actually be wrapping up in a few minutes before, but in regards to, uh, even the job hiring process, what are some things that you would and I'm, this is my question for you, Chris, like what are some things that you would tell people to avoid? Maybe two to three things to say, hey, don't do this, whether it's on your LinkedIn profile, whether it's the way you prospect, don't do these things because they were not, they did not work for me. Mm, okay. I, I think, I think that, that's, a, that's a very great question. Don't do these things. Um, hmm. I'm, I mean, I, I remember in the beginning, I was going uh, to tech events, looking to, um, you know, network and get a job from there. And you can. Um, but from my experience, if, you, you know, you're trying to break into um, an entry level role, it, it doesn't necessarily make the most sense. Um, so I, I would possibly say if you're going to tech events, go go there to go there to learn and have great conversations, have a great experience. But don't okay. necessarily go there with the expectation of you're going to get a shot to, you, you know, interview with somebody or somebody's going to connect you. It can happen, but um, don't necessarily ha have that within mind. Yeah. Um, and yeah, for, for me, it's more so of educating people on what on what they should be doing, because there's a, there's a lot of different things that I've blocked off um, on my mind on, you know, what doesn't work. But yeah. definitely what does work is consistent outreach, you know, consistently hitting people through different channels. Um, a lot of people are not, uh, you know, calling <laughs> these managers and recruiters. So you definitely yeah. want to be doing that. 
um, just had an 18 year old uh, friend that I met through LinkedIn. You know, he, he got a good amount of offers um, and now he's in tech sales because he, he was doing things that just a lot of people um, aren't doing. Number one, he was driving to the offices. I never yeah. did that. Um, mm. so, you know, just kudos to him. But um, he also had a coach and yeah, he, he was cold calling and these recruiters were like, oh my gosh, nobody does this. Uh, right. He was cold emailing. A lot of times people don't cold email, even though you can just simply uh, go to uh, Apollo.io. It's free. You can yeah. get the information um, from these personas on LinkedIn and yeah, you, you can you can send them an email. Um, but yeah, you know, texting, LinkedIn, DMing, uh, video outreach is definitely something that um, I'll touch upon in the future. Um, yeah. When it comes down to you can use a software called SenseSpark. You can do like a video resume of basically, you know, you kind of just, you know, get within the camera, um, you know, stand up straight. And you're like, hey, my name is so and so. I've done this for X amount of years. Yeah. You know, this is my video resume going through the accomplishments, all those different things. You have that one video. You can blast it to people. And trust me nobody's doing that <laughs> like a, a lot of times yeah. people are just easy applying and you think oh there's like a thousand applicants i'm not gonna get hired yeah. you'll get hired if you're doing what you need to do to you know be recognized like that's 100 a fact don't look at the job qualifications and count yourself out don't look at how many job applicants there are the way i see it become an undeniable candidate and there's no way you don't um, get these interviews, but yeah, definitely, uh, look to, you know, not be extremely fancy on the resume. Um, mm. I know, uh, the, the course that I bought told me to do that. You, you have to throw these colors and you have to wake these recruiters up cause they're looking at all these different resumes and all oh. those different things. So yeah, that's, that's what I did. I definitely didn't find, um, success within that. Um, and then, yeah. Also trying to get a handout through the LinkedIn DMs. I didn't do that, but, you know, um, I, I know that there's, there's kind of a, a bit of that culture within LinkedIn of, um, you know, people. I don't want to word it bad, but, but they're like, I really need a job and, uh, you know, you know, please help me out any any way possible. It's like, OK, but please show up, please you know, present yourself the right way. Please do all yeah. the things that um, we all have to do to, you know, get the job. That's that's the way yeah. I see it. So, yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm and, and thank you so much, Julian, for saying someone did mention something about work life balance earlier. I just spotted that comment, so I'm gonna definitely go back to it. But just to piggyback off of what you just said, Chris, one thing I would also agree with uh, or add to that is, uh, well, two things. One, I see on LinkedIn people say aspiring. Um, I would re re actually recommend people say seeking an opportunity in blah, 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 versus aspiring because aspiring says to recruiters, OK, they're they're looking to be something. They're not there yet. Yeah. Seeking just says, like, I am this person. I'm just looking for this job. So yeah. that's one thing I would add to that. And then also uh, I had this situation happen to me. When you apply to jobs, if you know somebody that's working at the job, reach out to them first and try to build a relationship with them and then. If, if it feels like it's a genuine, like, you know, connection that asks them for referral later on versus applying to the job, say, hey, I know this person that works here, never speaking to them. 
And then, <laughs> and then they're like, I had a recruiter from my company reach out to me like, yo, what's going on? I'm like, what do you mean? It's like, I have a bunch of people saying that they, you know, that, you know, they know you, whatever. And that, uh, yeah, is that true? I'm like, I don't know. I have to see their name. So no. I had a, they had to create a whole different, new different protocol where they email me every single time somebody applies and said that I recommend them. And I have to answer questions saying, yes, I did speak to this person or no, I didn't speak to this person or how, like how my relationship was with them. And I don't mind doing that, but you know, if it's for somebody that I really did talk to and I really did recommend great, but if it's just somebody that's like using my name, I'm like, I can't really help you at that point. You should have talked to me first. Cause I would, I would actually give you some tools to help you navigate. So that way you could really stand out, but Neither here nor there. I think that's one of the things we should definitely try to avoid. Yeah, uh, but let me yeah go to, to that. go to ahead. Add, you were to add on to that, yeah. What, yeah. When I when I got within my company, that the LinkedIn DMs went crazy in, in terms of people um, asking for referrals. Um, yeah. And yeah, if you're gonna ask for a referral, at least come correct with like, hey, um, you you know, this is my resume. I have um, you know, this this amount of experience. Um, you know, complimenting somebody always, always does wonders uh, within just being personable. Um, but, you know, g- giving them some meat and potatoes, you don't necessarily just want to be like, hey, I, I see um, your company is hiring and I applied. Can you, can you refer me? It's like, no, at, at least have a bit of a conversation with somebody because you're a complete stranger for you to just slide in somebody's DMs and be like, I want something. It'll always come off crazy, no matter if it's a guy and a girl or you and, and you know a vice president or, or something like that you know you want to you want to come correct and if you're going to be asking for something at least you know give them context as into who you are um, yeah. and you know what you've done to at least earn what you're asking for like mm-hmm. show them you're worthy to you know get an interview or get a referral or something like that so yeah and because your reputation that person is referring you their reputation on the line, their names on the line. So they want to make sure that they're backing somebody that they can vouch for. And I'm, and I'm thankful for those that have reached out to me that I was able to coach and that they did land a job uh, in the company. Those I have a, a couple of those that I'm just kind of like, wow, that's cool. You know, that happened. So yeah. so kudos to those people that did it and, and, and did it the right way. So that's one thing I would encourage you to do. And I found the comment from Evolve. She said, I would love to hear you talk about work-life balance. I'm a business owner and I would like to know how you all balance it all. I want an SDR role, but do not want to stop running my business. Now, Evolve, that's a great question. I would I, I treat the content creation as a business as well. So there's different things that I do uh, to make sure that, okay, but Saturdays I have, I do live sessions. I'm doing editing for Sundays. And so a lot of those things revolve around my work. Uh, you know, it really depends though. And, and Chris, you could add to this as well. But it really depends on what is the nature of your business. Because the nature of your business is one that is service-based, for example, where – and I'm using this as an example. But I'm thinking about somebody that, like, for example, they 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 do hair, for example. They, they own a salon. And so for them to take daytime appointments when they're doing SDR work may be difficult, you know, and it may be a challenge. One thing they could consider, though, is that some companies are really cool – with you hitting your KPIs and calling it a day. Now, other companies be like a little bit more micromanaging. They'll say, no, we want you to call at this time and this time and this time. But other companies, you could probably, fin- if you could finish your work 
early in the day, sending out a certain amount of emails, sending out the required amount of doing the required amount of calls and research, you could open yourself up for sometimes during the afternoon and so on and so forth to do some work. And then just to, just to kind of piggyback on that and add to that, um, if you have to take like a client during the day, you could probably block out a time and say, boom, I'm going to take out this hour or so for this client and then I'll go back to work later on. It, it really does, depending on the work culture that you have, you really can find that balance in, in a lot of different ways. Uh, and then just to kind of talk about myself for a little bit. So there's times because of the amount of kids that my wife and I have together, <laughs> there's times where somebody either got sick in school and that's when they're both, that's when they were in school. Now they're homeschooled now, but there was times where somebody got sick in school or I had to run a quick errand or whatever the case may be. I look at my calendar. I see what are my meetings that I have. And even if it's a situation where it's an emergency, I have to go. I just have to go and come back. But if it's a situation where I don't have any meetings at that time, I just block up the time, go do what I need to do and come back and continue working. And nobody bothers you about that. Uh, your schedule, you kind of, at least in my company, you have a, a level of autonomy, but you still got to make sure you're at your meetings, hitting your KPIs, et cetera, et cetera. But otherwise, you could work around that. And hopefully that helps you. I don't know what kind of business you have, but hopefully that could help you um, kind of get a better understanding uh, in regards to how you can use the schedule that you have to your benefit for your business. Uh, Chris, I don't know if you want to add to that. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely uh, go going through it now. Um, when it comes to the SDR role, like like you said, it's very different at every company and not yeah. every company is going to be shaped the same in terms of like tech stacks um, or, you know, the way that things are ran, um, you know, certain ICPs, quota, all, the, all these different things. You, you know, some might have you be at a, at a quota of like 30 meetings. Another company might just have you at two, but it's harder at the two and all these different things, right? Um, so yeah, every role is different. Um, within mine, I'm not necessarily uh, micromanaged. Um, it, it's just like, A, you're an adult, you know, let, let's just get it done. Um, like you said, you know, attend the meetings and all those different things. Um, and so it does give you that flexibility to, you know, have your business and do um, what you need to do um, on that extra time. Like you said, if um, somebody, you know, really needed to, um, they could finish their DAOs um, early in the morning. And if, if there's no meeting, um, you know, when it comes to internally within the company or uh, a meeting within your team, then yeah, you, you can most, most likely do work. Um, <laughs> not saying I do that, but yeah, uh, it's, it's definitely all about structuring it the way that, that seems fit with you. Like you said, the, the business um, is very different. Um, in terms of it could be service-based, it could be brick and mortar. Um, but yeah, when it comes to balance, it, it's definitely about increasing your capacity, uh, fitting it in where it fits in, um, and definitely looking to, you know, have a schedule for things. Like I know with, uh, you know, a good amount of my LinkedIn posts, I, I have like notes on my phone. So anytime I get an idea, I just throw it in there um, and, Sometimes I'll be in the gym uh, during my rest periods and I'll just, you know, go to my notes, uh, put it to my LinkedIn, uh, tweak it a bit. And then, OK, I'm scheduling it for this next day. Right. Um, or during the weekends, that's where, you know, I can work on those resources that I was talking about, um, editing um, on YouTube and, you know, as, as well, just, you know, working on that business. So, yeah, it's definitely about 
you know, finding a routine, finding the flexibility. Uh, the way that I'm seeing it is because uh, I'm so new. I'm still trying to learn, um, you know, the great one-liners and the great jargon um, and, you know, getting uh, on that consistent flow of, you know, being a high achiever uh, within what I do. Um, and, and so, you know, it's definitely all, all about pull and pull when it comes to, you know, the balance of it. But I definitely see that somebody within the SDR role um, yeah. can have the balance. You know, it you, you're, you're going to get in life uh, what you put out of it. So, yeah. No, no, thank you so much for comment. <laughs> Julian's like, yeah, thank you. That's the that's the um that's the comment. He said this is the comment right here. Yeah, that's the, that was a comment. And then he also said that's the thing I love about, about remote roles of flexibility. Yes, it's absolutely flexible compared to other roles for sure. And absolutely, you are more than welcome. I you know, I'm glad that we were able to help. And I think that's a good thing you just said about delegating your the role. Like uh you may also have to delegate, and that's totally fine. Now you can afford to delegate. And and bring in more revenue for yourself and, and your family, so and your team. So that's that's awesome. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, you know everything works out with you. We really, really want you to succeed for sure. And then I got another comment here that says, "Can you also can you also speak to or have a knowledge about phone call heavy SDR roles? For example, not doing much prospecting, emails, etc. Do you want to take this one first, Chris, or you want me to address this first? Either one is fine. I say you can take it first. Okay, great. So. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about my days prior to tech sales. I used to be in a call center for a solar company. I did other stuff in the solar company, but one time one, during my call calling days, a lot of cold calling. I'm talking about two hundred dollars a day, two fifty dollars a day, um, three hundred sometimes. Uh, if you're really doing it, it could it could really weigh on you. <laughs> and so there was very little research that was done. You're just researching the area and things of that nature. You're kind of trying to book. That, that 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 person down for a call a demo uh basically but it's very quick that was b2c sales in in b2b sales in tech the dials may not be too heavy um yeah. compared to that <laughs> like for my company it's like 45 dials a day mm. but it's more research heavy you're researching the company you're seeing where the pain points are on the website you might look in the linkedin see what type of person your, your bp is see okay what are the likes dislikes you might even do more searching i do facebook too y'all you do you do everything that could come to your possession to see okay this person likes this particular sports team you're really an investigator you're really trying to find a way to relate to this person the bp the buyer persona you're trying to find a way to really be able to to leverage the, the knowledge that you have about the company to be able to then speak to it because we're really consultants at the end of the day we're consulting with them. We're saying, is this a good fit for your company? If it's not a good fit, then we want a partnership that really does work. And so just kind of uh, talking about your knowledge of heavy SDR roles that just are heavy dialing. My question is, does the, the, the leadership really want you to do as much research? And it's going to require a lot of discipline. Um, and again, uh, I'm not too sure what 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 uh, heavy dials means. Does that mean like a, I'm trying to figure out what number that means? But for me, if you are uh, if you are in a role, an SDR role that has a lot of heavy dials, then that's going to require you to be a lot more disciplined with your time. Um, that's how I, I think that's the best way I could describe it, because you're not going to be able to do as much research as you may want to do. Or you have to just do research a lot more efficiently to be able to get the things that you need to get so that you could ju jump back on the phones. 
because really the, the money is made in the phones. <laughs> the research is great. It helps you. The emailing is great. It, it can be used as a great tool, but really getting on the phones is, is essential. So hopefully that answers your question. Um, I, I, again, I'm trying to figure out exactly what you mean by heavy. Uh, so feel free to put in the comment section what you mean by heavy so I could, we could address it more. Um, uh, but yeah, do you want to add something to that, Chris? Yeah, I, I think what he means by, uh, by phone call heavy, basically meaning um, that's the main priority or the main way uh, when it comes to, you know, actually booking it um, or the fact that um, the daily KPI for the DAOs is on that higher end. Um, and so I'm used to that. Um, when, when I was in life insurance, it's uh, B to C. Um, and mm -hmm. yeah, for, for, the, for the most part, it was doing it through the phones, actually closing um, on the phones. But um, what you call it, w within my role right now, um, there's not a lot of prospecting. Um, <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't know if it's wrong for me to say, but <clears throat> I'm pretty sure my company doesn't even have a prospecting tool. Um, and, and so for, for the most part, we're just um, doing these outbound calls and, you know, we have to be very conversational and get a lot of this information, you know, open people up to, you know, basically giving us the playbook on how the lay of the land works for their business. Um, and so because I'm used to it, um, it isn't necessarily um, something that I'm like, oh, oh no, I, I have to make um 65 to 75 DAOs plus um, every single day. Um, I look at it as, you know, it's pretty normal. Um, email blasting um, from my company, it seems like it can definitely get you some inbound meetings, um, definitely help you out. Um, but, you know, for the most part, it seems that, you know, you get to the calls, you get the most information, it's the most efficient. Um, even if, you know, you get something inbound, you'll basically have to, you know, still talk to the people. Yeah. Um, and so, so yeah, my, my knowledge about uh, phone call heavy SDROs, um, I would say to me, I like it for the simple fact that you really have, have to worry about that and emailing and, you, you know, prospecting is definitely a plus, you know, doing that extra research. If they have a website, you, you know, digging around and about um but for the most part you you can really you, you know get a good lay of the land you can connect to the right person through the phone calls and it it's is the best thing um the fact that you can you know connect to people um and and not necessarily you know be nervous on the phones um i, I know that you know some people would be like oh but uh if i was video prospecting or if i was um, you know, just consistently emailing, it'd be better. Um, and it's like, you you could definitely get um, great success from it. Because um, like I talked about video outreach, a lot of people don't do that. So if you were to do it with an SDR, BDR role, um, it yeah. could definitely have some benefits. Um, but I've also heard a lot of times you can't necessarily be, um, you, you know, calling on the phones, getting that connection um, with the person and really just you, you know, digging deep um, into what they have. It's definitely um, another level when it comes to connecting to people. So I, I would say, don't be afraid to do 
any of the things because once again the SDR role is very different at every single yeah. company. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, there's some. Sorry, Chris. You were saying something. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was just gonna say. Uh, you know, be open to a lot of emails. Be open to a lot of prospecting. Oh. Be, be open to a, a lot of phone calls. He said 115 up closer to 300. That oh, is heavy. I'm not you, doing that. <laughs> you, you definitely not doing any like research or whatever. Yeah. Let's talk, brother, after this. <laughs> I got questions. <laughs> uh, no prospecting, no research at all. They're just asking for dials. Oh, generations is done for you. Okay. Let's okay. talk afterwards, brother. Let's let's uh maybe not. To, I don't know if I have time today. That sounds but... like a call center, brother. That, that that's what I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah. but we'll we'll talk afterwards though. Offline, we'll talk. You and I. Um, may, I don't know if I got time today, luck. But I definitely connect with you. I definitely connect with you, and we could talk more about that. I got one more question here, and yeah, then I have to. Three hundred. Yeah, that's 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 um yeah, that's <laughs> a lot. Um, let 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 me um let's do one more question. And that's going to be from Evolve here. She's the MVP of the day for our questions. <laughs> so I appreciate you, Evolve. Um, uh, what are your goals in tech sales? This is a good one. Like a five-year plan. You want to mm. be an account executive or a sales engineer? And I think that's more to you because I think you, you did both boot camps. So. Got you, got you. Yeah, yeah. so um, when it comes to being a sales engineer, it's definitely technical that you have to know a lot about the software. Um, so... It, it's very interesting. If if I really loved the software, then yeah, like I could see myself being a sales engineer. Yeah. Um, but but I definitely see myself um, first looking to accelerate um, and be the best within this role, and then um, look onto you, you know possibly talking to other people about you know their day to day. Um, within certain roles, you know, yeah. possibly talk to the renewal team or talk to the customer success team or talk uh, to account executives and all those different things. See how the skill sets that I've built up within uh, the SDR role um, mm -hmm. applicable, you know, over there and see where the career trajectories are over there. Um, the, the way I kind of look at a career is you want to be fulfilled, right? You don't have to necessarily love it with all your passion and might, but you definitely yeah. want to be able to clock in and be like, okay, um, you, you know, uh, I, I have great rapport with my manager. I have great rapport with the team. You know, I'm ready to have fun. I'm, I'm ready to, you, you know, get work done. I'm ready to, you know, strap on my boots and go. Um, yeah. And so definitely th that's within my plan first kill it within uh, this role. Cause, cause I'm now like, like I said, starting to f find my footing, um, and, and starting to have that fun within my day to day. Um, so yeah, it's, it's up in the air. Definitely account executive does seem uh, pleasing to me. Sales engineer, because it's more on the, the technical side of things, the way that yeah. I see it, if I don't necessarily love uh, the software and it's very big and complex and you have to go through 10 to 20 different uh, features um, or not, 10 to 20 different features, but 10 to 20 different uh, portals. Uh, like for my company, there's dispatching, marketing. Um, what else? There's, see, this is why I'm not an, uh, a sales engineer. <laughs> there's invoicing, there's dashboards, there's analytics. Yeah. There, there's like so many different things. And so it's like when you go into each portal, there's like a thousand more different things that you need to know. So as a sales engineer, 
Yeah. You have to know those things. Um, and you have to constantly be learning. Constantly, constantly be learning. Account executive is kind of like this. We're, we're on a Zoom and, you, you know, of course, we're talking about the software and all these different things, but I can really get to know about you, Joseph, and your business. And, yeah. you know, let, let's see about, you know, connecting these two things together and just being more on that, you know, personable side instead of the more uh, factual side of things when it comes to the sales engineer. So, yeah, yeah. You're, you're like sales engineers are nitty gritty. They're really trying to show you how this product could work for your company. And they really do get into the weeds with it in regards to the technical know-how. Um, and and uh, like, a, like, a, like Scott said here, sales engineer is a lucrative as well. Learn full with Nigel is a dope path. Level Careers just dropped their course as well. I know the instructor and he is a dope person. So yeah, like it definitely being a sales engineer is, is it's one of these things that um, is truly in intricate. But being an AE, you're basically the one who's kind of facilitating the deal basically at the end of the day. So you're sure. the one that the sales engineer comes and does what he needs to do and leaves. You're the one that's kind of nurturing that relationship. And you're there throughout the entire sales process after the SDR basically books the demo. And, and so hopefully that makes sense. I was going to I was going to ask answer your question, um, but I think it, it'd be best for me to actually. <laughs> OK, so I'll take two more questions because there's two more <laughs> questions came in. Um, now, everybody wants to ask questions. Um, uh, a definite call center. They have an automatic filler. Oh, boy. Um, we're, gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna talk. <laughs> uh, but let me <laughs> just to touch on the loop thing. Um, yeah, yeah. because because I, I remember um, I remember when I started getting a better book of business uh, within yeah. what, what I'm doing. You know, better accounts. Um, I started having more quality conversations, and those conversations take up time. You, you know, uh, yeah. I'm, on, I'm on the phone with these people for 20, 40 minutes. Um, and if, if I'm having a good amount of those, um, throughout the mornings and things like that, um, you know, I, I could have had 10 to 15 great conversations, but then it's 2 PM. Um, and, and I'm only at 35 calls and I have to hit 65, 75 and all those different things. So yeah, when I hear 30 dials, it's like, how do you even have a conversation? It's just like, hello, uh, let's book. And then you just <laughs> I don't even get it how anything comes out of that. I genuinely don't. Yeah, so. no, that, that that that's 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 a lot. And um, Evolve said this is so helpful. I was unsure of the difference. No, no, that's great. And I would encourage anybody to if if you don't if you don't have a place to kind of go to research these things, my channel has a lot of different uh check it out uh, episodes where I interview sales engineers. Uh, UI UX designers, marketers, people that are working in the industry either for a long period of time or who just broke in to kind of give you a little bit of insight on that. So definitely do your research. Uh, let me do this real quickly here because of time. I, I, I told my brother like an hour 15, we're probably pushing an hour and 30. So I want to be respectful of his time. He got a day, he got, a, got a whole day of stuff to do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this question was from Billy and it's kind of going along with what uh, Evolve acts. And so that's why I wanted to answer this one. Do you have do you both plan on staying with the sales role in tech or will you transition to cyber or another technical role in the tech industry? I think for me personally, I love to sell. Um, and I want to really be able to get into the role of like I'm doing good as a SDR. But for me, I want to really kind of be an AE. I don't think I want to move past that because there's so many levels in being an AE. 
there's you know you could be you could be small business you could do mid market you could do enterprise you could be principal like there's there's so many different areas where you could be in as an AE and financially the sky's the limit you know and so yeah. for me that's that's truly my next goal and if anything pivots after that then it could pivot after that uh, maybe starting another company all, all you know because a lot of people that are in tech especially as a tech in tech sales they end up starting their own company or doing something. So you, cause you, you really are in a position, especially as an SDR going to an AE where you really see how a business works and you're able to then translate that, take that information into your own thing. So that's where I look to do is to stay in the tech industry, the tech sales industry. I don't know about yourself though. Uh, what are your, what are your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, um, first let, let's start off with him saying, uh, transition to cybersecurity. Um, I think that that's, what's so great about, um, you, you know, being open to information, yeah. the, the fact that you can actually, you know, get into cybersecurity um, through an entry level, um, understand these different roles. Um, I, I think that's very exciting. The, the fact that, you know, this whole journey has opened my eyes to, you know, different, you know, fields and avenues. Like that's something I'm so grateful for. Um, for me, uh, I see it as, um, like I said, looking at first, you know, kill it as an SDR, BDR, um, and and then you know going on from there. Definitely, you know, connecting with those de different departments, seeing um, you know what makes sense for me long term. I de I definitely love to talk to people. I definitely, um, you know, love to connect with people. Um, and yeah, I I do know that um, when it comes to what I'm doing outside of tech it's definitely to you know give back to the community uh definitely looking to have a business within that possibly um you know when i'm done with um all the resources uh you, you know put out a very affordable course um you know starting off 50 to 75 and then the most uh i'll go is like 120 150 but just helping you implement all the free resources um and you know, having you understand the very minute differences that, that you can do within, you know, your day to day um, and your whole process to, you know, really be undeniable. Um, so I, I definitely see that as something that I want to do. Um, I feel like God has called upon me to, you know, really give back uh, to the community that gave back to me when I was um, lost and didn't necessarily, you know, have too much faith. Uh, but yeah, looking to, you know, be a steward of what God gave me first, uh, seeing if, you know, it, it works out at my current company, you know, doing my best and yeah, you know, only God knows what, what, what the future holds. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and so I do have, I'm looking at the comment section here. <laughs> we have, um, uh, let me see if I could, uh. Let me see. Yeah, let me let me um let me see how to do. Okay, one more question. That's it. Before that, let me go into the comment section. Raul said, "Joseph always bringing." Oh, appreciate that, brother. Raul, um, appreciate, appreciate that. That bringing insightful guests. That that's the goal. That's the goal. And listen, listen here. Insightful doesn't mean that you have to have a lot of experience in the field. Your yeah. story and how you transition and how you're able to just do think that way you think. That that all is valuable, in my opinion. So that's why I love to have guests that just break in and people that have been, you know, I like to have a, a, a range of guests, you know. So thank you so much for saying that, Raul. Yeah, that's right. 
continuous research is key. That's absolutely key. Um, and then uh, Tech Job Tina says, you are right. AE is the sweet spot if you love sales. Amen. Can't wait to get there. <laughs> Scott, Scott, just you're going to be a beast in whatever role you choose. Our brother. Well, I appreciate you saying that, man. Thank you for the encouragement. You appreciate the love, man. Absolutely. You guys have been great. And I think it's official. Uh, well, I'm gonna say that after this, after this, <laughs> after this last question, and I'll answer this one first, and feel free if you want to jump in, Chris. But where does the job, where does the job of an SDR get tricky? What are the essential skills that stands, uh, that stands you out as an SDR? So for me, what gets tricky is, and good question. For me, it really depends on the person, right? Because what's tricky for one person may not be tricky for another person. Uh, for me, it may be emails, right? Because I'm like, okay, I gotta, it, I gotta find the right email to get them in, and so on and so forth. So for me, emails might be a little tricky. I, I do a good go job of if I somebody missed a meeting, being able to get them back on the books through email. So that's been good. Get leveraging tools like uh, Groove, or that's a part of our tech stack where basically you could actually put in your scheduler in there, and they could book a time there. Um, but I say, well, the tricky thing is being disciplined. I'm gonna go back to that word. Because there's so many distractions you could have in your day. You have flexibility, right? You may want to try to take advantage of that, uh, but you may not find yourself being a successful SDR. So if you could have discipline and be able to really kind of stay in that pocket where you're doing your work efficiently, you're taking time to actually grow and learn, you might study and listen to people as they do demos and so on and so forth, right? That that one, that, if you could master the discipline part, it helps with everything else. But specifically going to the SDR role, I would say the trickiest part, if that's the word we're going to use, is discovery. Getting really good discovery if your organization has you responsible for doing that. So for those that don't know, discovery is a portion of the sales cycle when after you are about to book them on a demo, you get this discovery call where you're gaining information about the company. You're learning more about their pain points. You're learning more about the areas where your company can be an asset and solve a problem that their company has. If you're not really good at finding the right questions, then when you get to the demo part or you're talking to the AE and the sales engineer, they're like, yeah, I really wish you asked them this as well. Like, it, hmm. like, like we needed this as well. Like this, these things would really help us to sell the deal. So the discovery is so important. And it's, and it's, it's one of those things that could be so intricate that if you don't really take time to learn and ask the right questions and find the right pain points, then it could really affect the rest of the sales cycle and maybe not even help and make, make it difficult for your AE to close a deal. Um, any other thoughts to that? Yeah. I mean, uh, what, what gets tricky as an SDR, I'll definitely um, agree with you when it comes to the discipline. Uh, if you're working in a remote setting, it's, it's like, yeah, you, you can, um, you know, for the most part, if you want to clock in seven, eight, nine, you know, whatever, just get your eight hours. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it, it, it's definitely on the fact that because you have a lot of flexibility, you can, you know, use it to your advantage and really become the best within your field mm. or or you can buzz off and, you know, do the minimum or, you, you know, kind of just make it look like you're doing work, but you're not necessarily doing work. And, you, you know, all of those things will, will definitely come to add up for sure. Um, he said the essential skills that have you stand out as an SDR. Um part two i missed the part two. yeah it, it, it's definitely you know listening to those gone conversations um you know watching demos putting time on people's calendars and you know seeing their processes and seeing what you can take 
um, from there, you know, asking a billion questions, definitely, you, you know, within the tech space, do not be afraid. Like yeah. all those questions, people will answer them. It'll never be like, you're bugging me. Like the community and the way it is within LinkedIn, it translates uh, to tech. Of course, every company is different, but for the most part, it's, it's a very open environment. Um, and so, yeah, those are definitely the essential skills. The, the job gets tricky when um, certain accounts are being difficult for certain different reasons. Um, and, you know, you possibly have never ran into that certain situation. You know, one account might say, well, we're using this software and, you know, you know, we, we might not particularly uh, like yours uh, because of why. Um, but then this next one is, oh, we, we've heard great things um, about you guys, but because of X, um, not really, or, you know, because of timing or uh, because all of these different things, right? You have to attack these, uh, you know, different people at different angles. And so yeah. it, it can definitely get tricky when you're not used to hitting somebody at that angle. It's like, okay, we need to do more research. Um, and we really need to see, um, you know, what's the best way to, you know, get them to open up more, have a conversation, see if this makes sense for their business. Because right now they're only yeah. looking at it from this point of view. Um, mm. But we need to kind of like un unwrap it. You, you know, we need to peel the onion um, yeah. and, and have them see that it's not so black and white. Um, and we're definitely mm -hmm. here to help. So, yeah, absolutely. And uh, with that being said, you are oh not there you're almost there uh let's say you're the, you're the, you're the second longest live stream i've had so second far. longest second longest so i might i might do a little bit to kind of keep you going <laughs> but, but going. <laughs> uh, i wanted to say thank you man and i'm gonna put some comments up and then i'm gonna say a couple of parting words for us but chris said but uh, scott said chris this is awesome insight thank you so much for your time sent you a connect request as well and I was just going to say that, please connect with us. If you have questions for me, if I don't get back to you right away, it's because I'm with my kids or my wife or I'm just, you know, being a father and a husband, uh, especially because it's Saturday. But definitely connect with me um, and be, I'll be able to be a resource to you. Definitely connect with Chris. I put his information in the description in LinkedIn and on YouTube. Also to his YouTube page. You can check out his full story uh, in one of the videos that he has as well. So definitely check out that as well. And I'm going to do some, because uh, I got to do some housekeeping stuff. That's just the nature of the game. So yeah. uh, if you have not subscribed to youtube.com forward slash at Techniche Tips, uh, where you can see some more interviews that I've had. And speaking of, of, of some interviews, I'm going to talk about one right now that's coming up tomorrow at 1 p.m. Uh, I also would say that we are on podcasts. Podcasts are available, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, and et cetera. So if you have missed old episodes and if you're trucking, or doing something where you can't really look, uh, go to the podcast. You can be able to catch up on a lot of the older episodes. I'm basically sending them out little bit by little bit, uh, but giving you enough so that you can do that. And so with that being said, I also wanted to let you all know that I was able to have a great interview with this man right here um, named Chris, Chris Bussing. Um, we were had a great conversation. And when I talk about this being one of the most value-packed interviews I've ever done thus far, one of the most. This is definitely one of them. I mean, he provides a lot of insight in regards to the role, and he basically kind of gives you the blueprint to not only get in as an SDR, 
but to transition to an account executive. We're talking about how to negotiate equity. We're talking about a, a bunch of different things that I know that you're going to find insightful. So if you are not already connected to me on YouTube, go to youtube.com forward slash at techniche tips or youtube.com forward slash at techniche tips or even just search it techniche tips. And I'm pretty sure you'll find me. Connect with me, follow me, like, and so on and so forth. That way, if you do also ring that bell, yeah, <laughs> ring the bell. Yep. So that way, if I do post anything, you do not miss it. Again, this is going to be a great conversation and you definitely want to check it out. Uh, so with that being said, family, thank you so much to everybody that has joined us on this live. If you have any questions for us, hit us up directly and like and comment and subscribe. Well, you already commented. A lot of you left a lot of questions and stuff. <laughs> uh, oh, one more thing. Scott had a one more comment. He said, reach reach to people doing the job you want and ask for a quick coffee chat. Prepare your questions ahead to be respectful of your time. Of the, yep. Of their time. It will be packed with gems. I have used this with SEs. Yes. Cause he's looking to become a sales engineer. So, okay. so that's a good uh, point that I wanted to leave off with, but again, thank you everybody so much for your time. We definitely quick. Yeah. Yeah, so th this might be controversial, um, but I definitely do want to educate people that when it comes to being a sales engineer, it's not necessarily an entry level role. Uh, you know, that mm -hmm. was definitely one of my biggest mistakes. And it's not impossible to go from a non uh, tech background to becoming a sales engineer uh, because, you know, somebody that I met within the sales engineer boot camp, his name is Isaiah. Shout out to him. Um, he got one of the biggest rookie contracts ever. Um, he broke in as a sales engineer in Deloitte. And I'm, I'm not going to put his numbers out there, but, you know, well above six figures, you, you know, 10K plus when it came to the sign on bonus. So, yeah, it was it was very handsome. Um, but, you know, he was in banking for seven years and uh, within it, he was presenting loans and all these different things. So it was it was very applicable to that, um, I thought because I was doing the job of an SDR, LDR, AE, and all these different things within my time in life insurance and um, all of my other previous work experience, I thought, okay, like mm -hmm. I have transferable skills. Um, but, you, you know, s sometimes you may think that, but in reality, um, it isn't all the way enough to, to really get you there to you know, become a sales engineer. Uh, I'm pretty sure Isaiah had, you know, concrete, um, you know, history. The fact that he was uh, within a place for seven consistent years. The fact that, um, you know, he probably brought in those people, hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars and all those different things. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, it's not impossible, but you definitely want to be aware that there's experienced SDRs going for the role. There's account executives going for the role. Um, there's people within other sides of, you know, the tech scene going for those roles. Um, and so it's, it's not to discourage, but I do want people to understand it's uh, not an entry level role. Um, yes. so, so definitely shout out to the, to the boot camps, properly teaching people uh, how, to, how to break in and, you know, giving people the right information. But I do want people to have a realistic look on it that if if you're looking to you, you know break into tech and you yeah. know it doesn't very much well align 
with what you're doing, then it'll be very uh, difficult. Let's just say that. So, yeah. And, uh, and Scott actually replied. He said, facts. I have some technical coding background as well. And okay. just to piggyback on that, if anybody is interested, uh, Luigi said great insights. Uh, thank you so much, Luigi, for stopping by. I appreciate that as well. You know, if anybody is interested in looking into, uh, for example, being a sales engineer, I would definitely recommend Learnful. Um, that the www.learnful.com slash home or just www.learnful.com because Nigel, the principal uh, SE, sales engineer for HubSpot, one of the big dogs, right? And he basically, he understands boot camps and he decided to create this. And the people that have gone through it have been like, whoa, this has been amazing. One testimony to this thing, I mean, first of all, it's it's selective. They only have like 20 per per class for six weeks. You gotta love that. <laughs> and and the and the one thing I thought was amazing about it, and I'm gonna pretty much end it after this, but one thing I thought was amazing was that and, then, and you could ask if you if you want to keep going, Chris, we could keep going a little bit longer if you need to say something else. But one thing I thought that was amazing was one of the graduates that I spoke to, they ended up completing the the course, right? And they were kind of taking time to strategize what they could do next, what they could do next. And one of their and their personal coach reached out to them and said, Hey, what's going on? What's what have you been applying to jobs? So there's a level of accountability that he had after the course. It wasn't just like boom, we're done, but the mentorship and the coaching that they have really look to push people to get to that goal of being an SC or, or at least along the way to get there. So I would recommend it. Uh, they are selective. <laughs> so they want to know, like, listen, if you, you understand that this role is, is what it is, right? Yeah. So they are selective, but they are definitely, they're definitely, definitely helpful. And so I would recommend them as well um but yeah chris you officially done it you are the longest <laughs> running longest uh stream that i've done congrats yes. to you and congrats to, i guess congrats to us uh but no this was a great conversation please if you want to look back at it i might have it on link i might have it on linkedin i might take it off and just keep it on youtube i'm thinking about it but yeah. <laughs> for for anybody if you want more just connect with me uh connect with chris and till next time family like i always say i hope to see you on the other side. Take care. Take care, y'all. Much love. Appreciate y'all. Thanks.